0: Welcome to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, the only man to get the entire Technicolor rainbow tattooed on his penis, DJ.
1: (laughs) I told you that in confidence.
0: I know. And I'm I'm doing it anyways. That's because I love you, though. And the man whose power of imagination is not bullshit, the creator of the network that we are currently on, that we owe a lot of thanks to, and has at least made out with me twice, once sober, once not, Mr. Paul Schroyer. What's going on, guys? I'm super glad to finally be on here. Uh Mustard couldn't join us today. He got roped into driving across Texas. Uh, so we're going to just make fun of him regardless. Like, it just doesn't <laughs> His fucking opinion doesn't matter anyways. So what have you guys uh-huh. been playing this week?
1: Who's well, well, I might as well start since. <laughs> Go ahead. <whenever. laughs> no, right. Uh, right now, Currently, I'm... I'm freaking playing uh, Vampire: Masquerade Bloodlines One.
0: Think you're going that old school, huh?
1: Well, what could I say? Every time I read about Bloodlines 2 it's going got to go back and uh, relive good memories, sucking people's blood.
0: I, how did you? How much dust did you have to take off that CD case? CDs, kids, hey. kids. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> CDs are old mediums <laughs> that we used to store data hey. on.
1: What? Hey, hey, I had i will have you know that there was only minor lung damage when I took out that game.
0: Yeah, the Rust Part Two.
2: What about you, Paul? Uh, I have been playing Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. It's actually the only Final Fantasy game I think I've never beaten. So. Final Fantasy—it it was the one I liked. So, I can I, ne- I never yeah, got
0: behind the Final Fantasy Seven thing.
2: Oh, dude, that's like my all-time favorite game, so it's everybody's I'll kick you off the damn network. It's everybody's <laughs> all-time
0: favorite game. It's everybody. <laughs> all right. You know. It's so well, good.
1: It's so good. Mine.
0: Yes, it not is. Mine. Yes, it is.
1: No. Actually, my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time is actually 2, or 4, really. But
2: That's, that's a good it. one, too. You
1: yeah, know, yo, one. that's my all-time favorite. I, just, I love 7, but you fucking hipster.
2: Nine's pretty good, too. I like nine. That was a lot like seven, though, so I think that's why I liked it. Uh, I stopped playing Final Fantasies
0: after Final Fantasy VIII because, for some reason, they, they sold copies that would uh, brick your PlayStation. I don't know if you guys remember oh, shit. that. There was no, like this I big don't. controversy. Yeah, they, yeah, that a couple of copies of Final Fantasy VIII were not region-locked. And I happened to get mine from one that wasn't region locked. And it bricked my PS1. So I just stopped playing. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck your Final Fantasy. I'm out.
1: For the final time. Yeah, for right. the final time. For the Final Fantasy. Go <laughs> so fuck yourselves.
0: Anyways. So now that that's all in, ready mustard. Oh yeah, nobody gives a fuck. So let's go ahead and get this (laughs) show
2: started, guys. Wait, you didn't say what you were playing. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right.
0: What's up with that? Did you
2: just lose a life at the very beginning? Oh crap! All right. Well, I
0: have. I have actually been continuing. My little adventure on the Nintendo Switch. I've been playing Link's Awakening fucking non-stop. I went to bed last night. Game. Yeah, I went to bed last night like, at 3 in the morning. Woke up at 9 this morning and just instantly picked it up because I got a bedstand charger for the Switch. I'm going deep Small on this shit. thing. Oh, <laughs>
2: shit. You got a bedstand charger?
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, you don't, you don't uh, understand. Damn. Like, I, I tend to avoid Zelda games because you can ask you can ask DJ Dj's known me almost well most of my life if I get my hands on a Zelda game you're not gonna see
1: me yeah pretty much straight up <laughs> don't talk to him don't write to him don't even give a sideways glance you do not exist within his world of Zelda
0: you are lucky I'm here right now <laughs> <laughs> So I, I kinda, I'm kind of trying to fight the addiction and not talk about it too much there,
2: Paul. Thanks for bringing oh. it out. <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> to make you relapse. I didn't mean to.
1: No, not, now I'm going to go get it. Hold on, I'll be right back. Fuck you, I'm sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Now look what you did. Yeah. I know, now we're just
2: going to oh, hear that's... Link's music in the background and <laughs> shit. while <Wow. laughs> i just going to hear this <laughs>
1: shit going on. I know, right? That's the show, folks. That's good it. night. That's it. Thank
0: you for coming. Have a good night. So, uh, Mustard is about to be hired by Samsung to make buku fucking bucks because uh, Motorola apparently has done something that only fucking Samsung is allowed to do because they're the ones who did it, according to Mustard. (laughs) They're bringing back the Razer Flip phone with a complete inside touchscreen and an outside camera.
2: This is... Thing looks wicked have
1: you guys actually seen this yet
2: oh yeah yeah my wife wants one real bad
1: oh not yet but i'll tell you about my flip phones i love those
2: things look it's at that like wicked the first american uh touchscreen flip phone right
0: uh no mm. this is uh well motorola is not, not an american
2: company well uh, i know that but it's coming to america is oh, yeah, it yeah because yeah, i know like japan's had the foldable touchscreens for a little bit now yeah. Oh, God, don't, but let, don't let
0: Mustard hear you say that. He'll call you a liar.
2: Oh, yeah? <laughs> he doesn't believe in it? No, he Gentlemen, But faces, gentlemen, 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 look, gentlemen. there it is gentlemen.
1: closed. There it is closed. But gentlemen, uh, yeah.
2: this is nothing
1: compared to the awesomeness, the absolute epicness that is the track phone.
0: Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyways, this thing comes with a retail cost of one thousand five hundred dollars. It's gonna come out for Verizon first, and then it'll trickle down through there. I think AT and T is second, T Mobile falling somewhere in the back end. However, this thing is really fucking cool. Like, it has gesture controls, which Mustard's gonna sue them for too, because other people have had gesture controls before. Uh, it has a really has has a decent camera. That's actually the only real. Uh, like criticism people have been having about this is that it's a uh, it, it, it the camera itself is not uh, on par with a lot of people's. I'm trying to find where it says the megapixels. I saw it earlier. Yeah, 16 megapixel camera. I don't know how that's not up to date. I mean, we got. I have an iPhone. DJ has an iPhone. Paul has a large Oops. penis.
2: And a Samsung.
0: And a Samsung.
2: So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it says here that it's uh, it's it feels a little bit chunky, but that's because it's uh, I guess the wideness of it with the hinge and everything else. Uh, what, do you, what do you what do you guys think about this? Because I think this is fucking cool, and this is where we're going. Uh, you know, as uh, as a, a cell phone industry, I'm kind of on board. What do you guys think?
2: My wife will have one when it comes out. <laughs> like it, she's obsessed with the razor. She's always had a razor and I remember like when phones started switching to like touch screens and stuff, she fought it for the longest time and then finally I forced her to get a touch screen uh phone. So she as soon as she heard they were making another one, like she's already been like putting money aside to get it. So
0: <laughs> nice, uh, Deech. What do you think, man? Because you're a fan of flip phones, you're a fan of simple.
1: About damn time!
0: <laughs> really?
1: Seriously? Yeah, I mean, I love flipping my phone. I could do that shit all day.
2: They they have
0: a they have a little bit of a video up here. Do you guys want to watch the video?
2: Yeah, I got a question, real fast. They might answer it in the video, but when it's flipped over, can you like? Get on like Facebook and shit on the front of like with it flipped like that, or do you have to unflip it in order to do that shit? You know what I'm saying?
0: I, I know like it, I has, it. I know it has gesture controls. I know it has the selfie mode. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what the capabilities of the front screen are, as
2: compared because like to if full you could screen. like right if you could do so, like a lot of the main operations with it flipped as well as you know when you, it's open that would make it. Like probably the best thing ever.
0: God damn, we're we're talking about CDs, we're talking about clamshell phones. This is a fuck this is the nostalgia <laughs>
2: My, uh, episode. PlayStation 1 games, Link uh, Awakening. Yeah, for sure. Right, we're old. A,
0: we are fucking old. Right, let's <laughs> take this uh Remember
3: the Motorola Razer? Yes. Now the iconic flip phone Hello, uh-huh. Moto? is plotting a comeback as a smartphone.
0: Look at that.
3: And it's got. It's it's prices, slick looking for sure. It that is holds up without a seam and a price tag that starts at fifteen hundred dollars. I'm Washington Post tech columnist Jeff Fowler, hey and I Mr. got to Fowler. spend a little bit of time with the new Motorola Razr before its launch. Does the trip back Why does he 2004? look so careful no, holding that? Did you see that? He had a death grip <laughs> on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <the original>? <laughs> <laughs> we're no, Don't drop this bad boy. ...isn't just about nostalgia for a bygone era. The original Razer was popular because it was small. One of the first phones you could fit in your pocket. Uh, no, and but okay. And because it did this. Right. Still so satisfied. Dude,
0: you have gray Damn. hair. You should have this, this, this information.
3: People are struggling <laughs> with giant phones. Look at the size of this thing Even he's
2: though, got a note 10 like it's so big
3: tall
4: <laughs> i don't know what to
3: with it that's just as big 6.2 inches measured on the diagonal but it folds up to be half as tall that means it's easier to slip into a pocket and it's just as thick. that's nice it's It's really cool still has a chin at the bottom to grab onto That's also where Motorola stuck the fingerprint reader, speakers, and... Oh, that's sweet. In your hand, it definitely feels a bit chunkier than the original. And while you can close it with one hand, it doesn't have quite the same satisfactory snap to it. Uh, It's it's almost like there's a
0: screen inside that you're trying not to pinch mechanically, you (laughs) fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It
3: means you're done. And can go about doing something other than looking back at your face. he he has such a death grip on that screen. thing. It's, it's killing, killing me. Razor, which displays the time, shows calls, Oh and wow! Do actual, actual videos
1: on the uh, flip mode. The See, that's cool.
3: Also sits right underneath it. So when it's closed up, this is how you take a selfie. Look at that! When the razor is opened up, that camera faces out, and you can frame. I'm not gonna camera. lie, I'm kind of impressed with Samsung's this. Samsung's Galaxy Fold phone, which arrived. Oh, oh, there's, Sunday there it is. There's, uh, there's mustard's Motorola lawsuit. Says it's confident its screen and hinge will last through at least two years of opening and closing. Fuck you, mustard. Unlike the fold, there's no gap when you close up the new razor, which should help protect the screen. Motorola will repair broken parts within the first year. And screen replacements after that will cost you $300. Right, Holy it. shit. So <laughs> only $300, guys. Only $300, all right? A it's it's a bargain. That more than I mean, I don't
2: really like how they're like, you can cameras. literally only get and two years really out of this screen. Like, you have a time episodes life episodes on your phone, day, pretty much.
3: Didn't offer any specifics. Yeah, no I mean, that's true. Here, I get it, but yeah, you'd have a point logic might suggest a flip but honestly who
2: really keeps a phone longer than two years anymore DJ.
3: it takes the razor out of yeah <laughs> practical and makes it i mean i had
1: the iphone six uh, six plus for it since it came out you can get it and like only recently got a uh xr on. like yeah like uh, just
2: over a year ago that's impressive uh, plus my plus Hengel, uh,
0: grave robber, who was uh, on this show, he also keeps phones until they literally are falling apart. Like it's a thing. Like it would, it's 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 a ridiculous thing. It's but it's a thing. So I just thought this was kind of cool, and I wanted to fuck with mustard, but he's driving across Texas, and uh, uh, yeah, I feel like this episode is way too positive without mustard. <laughs> hey, that's
4: a
2: bad thing, I guess.
0: We're, we're we're edging into wholesome territory boys we gotta be i careful know here. he's
2: gonna listen back to this like this is the most positive bullshit ever this is terrible <laughs> i can't be depressed to this What's, what the fuck is
1: going on
0: <laughs> i can't be angry and yelling at my phone up to this shit With fucking positivity and people having a good time what the fuck is this <laughs>
1: I'm trying so hard not to laugh.
0: <laughs> I can't hold a razor to my
1: wrists to this. What? It's like listening to share. can't do it. Oh, dang. <laughs> okay. Alright, the share the, the was pretty good. Uh,
2: who can be sad listening to share? Not fucking me. God, come on. Anyways, oh, I'm sh- I'm sure mustard would have a couple <laughs> things bad to say about Cher. Like, are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Cher, yeah. Cher. <laughs> you're. fucking oh, oh dude. She owes everything I to the bummed. Beatles. <laughs> well, I am bummed. Mustard's not here. though.
4: <laughs> I will say.
0: That. Uh, don't worry, we'll have you back on in another episode. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be one of our regular guests. So we have more movie stars that are joining the video game industry, and it's not just because it's a paycheck. I call bullshit on that last part. What about you?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. It's right. a paycheck.
0: It's a paycheck. It's a <laughs> big fucking paycheck.
2: Even mm-hmm.
1: if it's the main part, it's the majority part.
2: And it's probably a lot easier than acting in like a straight-up movie or anything like that, you know?
0: Well, that, that, that's debatable, depending on wh- on what kind of a movie you're shooting. Like, you do have mo- mocap scenes, you do have mocap suits and stuff like that. Uh, that's true. Yeah, uh, I, I will say that when you're dealing with video game nerds, it's a much more relaxed environment. Like we've seen that from Jet Li, um, we've seen that from Keanu Reeves. We, we've we've known this for a while that when they make video games, it's a much more relaxed environment. Even uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who did a lot of voiceovers, said this. So, that might also be part of it, that it's very stress-free. Right. So, it says, Mm -hmm. better scripts, nuanced characters, realistic performance capture techniques are drawing Keanu Reeves, Norman Reedus, and others towards the $43 billion plus industry. These are increasingly blurred lines between what is a film and what is a game. Uh, I'll I'll fix that for you. Uh, A game you interact with, a film you jack off to.
2: Uh, come on, let's be honest. You've never jacked off to a video game before? I didn't say that.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but that doesn't make it interactive.
0: <laughs> I guess I still, push, I still gotta push start. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Teach, could you take
1: that? I don't think I can. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> All right, currently, uh, currently into the Microsoft theater, uh, theater of Los Angeles. On June 9th, thousands of video game fans uh, erupted into applause when... Po- oh, Polish. Polish studio CD Projekt Red distributed a trailer for its new title, Cyberpunk 2077. You're damn right they did. That reception was just a...
2: Pretty I know, what, is my yeah, what is my screen? It seems all blurry. It's blurry oh, on mine, too. Yeah, I
0: right with Oh, it is. Okay, hold on a sec. Hold on. Let me try to fix this.
2: See what happens? Yeah, I guess we for... should have warned the listeners in the go. beginning that since I'm on this episode, it's totally one of those shows. No, it, it, it <laughs>
0: happens every now and again with Discord. Like, it's like, 360i is good enough for you guys. Right. So that that should be fixed.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, much better. Okay, reception was permeable. However, for a story reveal, Keanu Reeves, the actor, quickly became a trending topic across social media after a digital version of the scruffy vis- visage appeared on the screens surrounding the stage. Not to be outdone by the virtual doppelganger, Reeves himself emerged on stage to cheers and a loud—I'm sorry—and a cloud of smoke. Amidst a cloud of smoke,
0: you're—you're you're just not on it today, are you?
1: Yeah, no. I'm did you did, I, you? did you? Honestly, I'm, 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 I'm still thinking about the mustard joke we just did earlier. <laughs> uh,
0: the moment may mark a notable shift in gaming, a coming out for an already 43 billion dollar industry that is challenging established media genres like film and television by attracting A list talent. However, the John Wick actor is far from alone. Would you mind
2: reading that, Paul? I never dreamed that I would be wearing a motion capture suit with Velcro all over me, says Norman Reedus, best known for The Walking Dead and Boondock Saints. I mean, it's huge. Reedus has worked in games before, voicing the role he made famous on TV and various projects, but his work in venerable games director Hito Kojima's latest <laughs> offering, Death Stranding, released November 8th, is different. Yeah, we'll we'll get to we'll get to
0: Kojima and Death Stranding in another episode. I still have yet to hear it back from Lofus. I think he might have fallen down a set of stairs.
1: <laughs> I wasn't because of the game.
0: I, the game probably pushed him. <laughs> what the f- It's Kojima, dude. It's- He's a prick. Uh, Reedus, friend, Oscar winning, uh, Oscar winner Guillermo del Toro, first tipped him off to expect a call from Kojima. Trust me, just say yes. Uh, Reed, uh, Reed recalls the filmmaker telling him uh, the actor then accepted Kojima's offer, which was at the time Silent Hills, which became Silent Hill PT, which became canceled. <laughs> uh, let's see. He knew it was going to be a front. This is just really just sucking Norman Reedus's dick at this point. So let's see. Yeah
1: yes. Konami Uh, Oh Konami. Konami Konami. I'm sorry, I'm still not
2: over the Silent Hills being cancelled.
0: Nobody will ever be over Silent Hills being cancelled. Yeah.
2: That game was awesome.
0: Uh, I became an actress because I love storytelling as Angela Serafin, uh, known for playing Clementine on Westworld. I read the book, and what happens. She stars in the narrative mystery game Telling Lies from creator Sam Barlow and Annapurna Interactive. I thought this was a brand new thing and it involves the audience member not just an experience, but the, this be... What? Not just experience this, but be an active... There's a comma there, you fuck Anyways, the actress adds that she never had the opportunity to work in games before before Barlow's script, which was more than 220 pages, uh, which is a lot for considering a script. That's a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) Mm. Uh, The telling telling line script is not unusual in its length, not typically for a long game. Uh, Games typically top 10 hours of content depending on their genre. Uh, With some ballooning to 80 hours or more, such as Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, The Last of Us, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Fuck Destiny, Uh, Mass (laughs) Mass Effect easily clocks in each game at 60 hours. What would you say, Deej?
1: Yeah, yeah, for first time, people who uh, just fill in the game, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I wish a, I wish the good chunk of my life on the trilogy.
0: Yeah, uh, John, this article also mentions John John Bernthal, otherwise known as the Punisher, uh, Emily Schwieber. Uh, a lot of people have been quietly going into games, but the problem is, is that this Where been- is where's
2: Mark where's Mark Hamill at in this list of oh, people? Oh, Mark
0: Mark Hamill. He's been played- doing video games forever. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. He's been playing uh, the Joker. He's also he's also voiced himself as Luke Skywalker in several right. ones. Uh, Bruce Willis, Bruce Campbell, like this. This has been saturated. We're just paying attention now because all eyes are on Ke- Keanu Reeves and Norman Reedus, and they're starting. Well, to I think
2: like. I think it's because now they're able to make the characters in the game look more like the actual actors. Like, I don't know if you've seen the new Star Wars game that came out, but it's got the dude from Gotham who played the Joker as the main character. And the dude almost looks like, like the character in the game looks almost exactly like him. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which yeah. it's a yeah. shame, too. I mean, that game pretty much replaced the Force Unleashed as the, you know, the, the mid-quel between trilogies.
0: Right. I, I don't mind. The Force Unleashed ran its, ran its time. And I think they ended it, and I'm and I'm grateful for that. You know, yeah, what I mean? like it, I I didn't want them to it, oversaturate it. I'm sorry, Paul. What were yeah. you saying?
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say like uh, the second one was good, but it wasn't like the first. Like the first Force Unleashed was amazing, and I think if they would have tried for a third one, it would have just been the worst thing ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, however, I I, I kind of call bullshit on this article. Uh, because of all the people we just listed, there's been generations of people that have been doing voice acting, uh, that have been famous, such as Bruce Campbell playing, uh, Ash, uh, Williams, uh, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart coming on in various Star Trek games, you know, like yeah. wh- what do you guys say? Am I wrong in calling bullshit on this?
2: Yeah, uh, for sure. Like, I'm wrong uh, or I'm not, no, wrong? no, no, you're not wrong. It's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you are wrong, but not about <laughs> this article. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. You're generally wrong about everything else,
1: <laughs> but this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I'm for it. What about you, Deej? What do you think?
1: Um. <clears throat> well, I guess maybe like I won't I won't call BS yet because. It's too early to, to really tell. We haven't really seen that exodus, I guess, or, you know, that transfer to more video games, but it is becoming more and more apparent. It's just that it's way too early to tell. I'm, this is, like, one of those subjects I'm going to judge slowly on. Right. Because, you know, you because know, more and more people are going more in video games, and as you, and as you mentioned earlier, it's a more relaxed environment.
0: Well, I mean, and, not, um, we you can't exactly say that there's that there hasn't been an exodus. We have people now that are switching to purely voice acting. I mean, Mark Hamill barely did a physical role for uh, for Star Wars. He's been voice acting for years and years and years, and that includes multiple video games. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of other people that are switching over. Harrison Ford himself has started to... Vo- Kiefer Sutherland, one of the first fucking anime voice actors of all time, Google that, by the way, kids, uh, has spent more time in a booth voice acting than he has in physical media for the last 15, 20 years. So, I mean, for, for you to say that there hasn't been an exodus, I can't agree with that.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, I'm talking about, like, you know, the world of actors as a whole. Like, you know, physical actors compared to voice actors. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, actors are coming in, but I'm not exactly seeing, like, you know, like, like half, like, also oh, like, half the actors in the world suddenly just started to go video games. I mean, I'm not seeing that or anything like that. It's just, uh, like I said, it's just one of those things of, it's one of those things like, it's gonna be like one of those built over time where this article will have like true merit or not for
2: me.
0: I can't, I can't see what you're, I can't see where you're going. I just, uh, I have a hard time going with you.
2: Yeah. I just think it's always for the paycheck. I don't see a big actor doing anything for pro bono or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless they're like Bob Hope or something.
0: Yeah, well, well, I mean, we we all know that Keanu Reeves does a lot of stuff for free. He does a lot of stuff for free. He shows up on sets and stuff like that. He's done. He's done more than a couple of appearances just because he wanted to be on the set. Like so, I don't know. I don't know. I
2: don't know. the
0: The idea that there's going to be a mass Keanu exodus. Reeves is a
2: saint, though. You, he's like an outlier. You can't like <laughs> use him to like. <laughs> For anything, like for the human race or nothing. He's and just a complete be his hello. name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and his name is John Wick.
0: <laughs> John fucking Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever notice that that in most of those movies, whenever they say his name, it's not John Wick, it's John Fucking Wick.
2: Maybe that's his middle name. <laughs> Best parents
1: ever. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Not doing it. Nope. Okay, so Ubisoft reports 93% drop in DDoS attacks after pushing back against attackers. Here's the problem with this, though. Why the fuck haven't you been doing this for years? So, as far as I'm concerned, you don't get a fucking pat on the back for something you should have been doing.
2: Agreed. Paul, where do you stand? I don't know what the fuck this is talking about. Okay. Do, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what DDoS servers are or any of that.
0: Uh, digital denial, digital denial of service. Uh, pretty mm. much it's like it's like lag switching back in uh, COD four days.
2: Okay. So, so they're it's pretty much just cheaters and shit like that. Uh, cheaters,
0: said? yeah, cheaters, lobby marketers, like, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole bunch of shit, but the problem is, is that essentially they're fucking up your connection to the game, so they can have an advantage, and this, right. this has been going on, like I said, since Call, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, even before that, in old PC games, uh, but with Rainbow Six Siege being out for, what, three, four years now, they should have been doing this all along. So, I'm I'm not patting Ubisoft on the back for something that they should have been doing.
2: Right. Sounds like this should have been like a day one thing.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. It should have been the standard, like, right from the get-go. Yeah, right there. Now, it's a big deal. Like, oh, lo and behold, you know, we fought back and they stopped. Well, imagine that. Here's a cookie. Go cry in the corner.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. The attacks began after Ubisoft reset R6S player rankings. Some players realized they could DDoS Ubisoft R6S servers to create lag and force opponents to disconnect, so the attackers would earn points to advance through the R6S overall ranking. I guess that's Rainbow Six. Yeah, Rainbow Six each. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. <clears throat> and it is kind of bullshit that they just now are waiting to do... to. Do something about it. Oh, my
0: God. Here, Deej, take that one so we can discuss why this is all bullshit.
2: <laughs> Interesting.
1: After a week of crashed servers and almost constant attacks, Ubisoft reacted by announcing bans, improving, improved server, server configurations, infrastructure updates, but also legal action against abusers. <laughs> In a never-before-seen step... From a gaming company. Never before seen. Gentlemen, this has never happened before. This is unprecedented.
0: <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you why it's fucking bullshit, alright? Remember back in the fucking day Doom matches?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They
0: DDoS back then. And guess what happened if you were caught DDoSing or fucking with a lag in any way?
2: you get kicked
0: you get kicked you get banned all your forfe- all everything you want is forfeit it's the same thing with duke Nukem 3d the, the 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 battle arena that they had if you fucked with it you
2: got banned right i mean quake even used to do that shit yeah. cause i remember me and my buddies were cheating like a motherfucker and then we got <laughs> caught and we got kicked and so we had to like make up new like emails and shit to get a new account and all this shit to try to get back into it and it was a pain in the ass Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, it's unprecedented. It's a never before seen step from a get. Fuck you,
2: you disingenuous <laughs> fuck. I know, it be soft. These big game companies are just fucking shysters anymore.
0: I mean it, it's not even that it's not even about being a it's just that you, you don't get to suck their dick for doing something everybody has done since the beginning of online gaming. And we're right. ta- when, uh, kids. When we talk about online gaming with with uh, Duke Nukem 3D and with Doom, we're talking about fucking dial-up. We're talking about 56 k <laughs> bod, All right, none of this broadband bullshit. All right, no, 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 no. This is this is you don't get you don't get a, you don't get a, no DJ. Take the right. fucking cookie back. They don't get the goddamn cookie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. True. You know, back in the days, we had to have to sacrifice your phone line to play online. Man, those were the days.
0: What the fuck is this?
1: Oh wait. though did you see like uh, at, uh, later on in the uh, article? Lawsuits always work.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Congratulations, <laughs>
1: <up. fucking-lations>, bro.
2: <laughs> lawsuits always work. Fucking they don't man. always work. People lose lawsuits all the time. What the fuck are they talking about? What the fuck is all right, all right?
0: Well, since this has a big goddamn ad over it, we're gonna just gonna skip that one. All right. All right. So, let's see here. Activision and Blizzard tells investors to temper quarter four expectations. Uh, highlights from the video game giant's latest <laughs> earnings call with investors. In other words, hey guys, wait. We, we might have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Activision Blizzard still has all the tools needed to win the in, in competitive gaming industry. The company showed off that strength in its recent third quarter earnings report, which included surprisingly high sales and earnings despite continued shrinking of its gamer base. Only part of its gamer base. All right. Uh, CEO Bobby Kotick and his team held a conference call with investors to put those numbers into perspective with a long-term rebound plan. Oh, god damn. Uh, in the highlights below, executives describe how they're encouraged by the success of the latest launches while cautioning shareholders to expect higher expenses during the crucial holiday quarter. Now, here's the problem with all of this. And I, and I hate doing that. I'm always the asshole that's, that starts this shit. <laughs> but... Activision being bought out, they have one of the biggest franchises in the world, which is Call of Duty, and it's mentioned right here. What they also have, as far as Blizzard and, uh, what's that, uh, yeah, as far as Blizzard goes, is World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Classic, and of course we know all the shit that's going on right now with the whole China thing. Now, the whole China thing has not stopped Call of Duty, but it has put a big fucking dent in BlizzCon. It's been, it's put a big fucking dent in Hearthstone and everything else that surrounds it. And no matter what they're trying to, no matter how they try to spin this, this is bad for them. What do you guys, what do you guys stand on that?
1: Oh, you know, it's true. Um, the blizzard side of this, of this company is seriously under fire and the fact that you know that they have to literally tell their investors you know, you know you know make sure to just be you know realistic with our uh, presentation of our our quarter earnings for this fourth quarter here you know you know just just so you know just calm down with that you know like you know have have an old teen or something <laughs> 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 you know it speaks volumes you know you can't Sweep, you know, you can't sweep this stuff under the rug like it never happened. You can't constantly aggravate or antagonize people and not not having there be consequences. Not to mention that you know it's getting to the point where this is actually now it's an international incident. Well, I mean, an incident yet, but it's getting to the point where powers are involved in this one company and. While the Activision side is doing all right, the Blizzard side is in trouble, and, and thus everything is suffering because of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, they got they got a lot of money from uh, WoW and all that stuff that they're probably hurting right now because of everything.
1: You know, uh, yeah, precisely. And truth be told, if I was an investor, I would ask you know what is your plan to do with the with the Blizzard situation. Right, because you know that you know that's your uh that you know the, you know the, you know that's the weak link you have right now. Like you you know you fix that thing quick, otherwise it's it's literally going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't like oh this isn't like a bunch of gamers. No, these are governments. Yeah, they're involved now.
0: Yeah, we're involving the government now and free speech, and you done fucked up. And you know, like we we're, we're the ones that say that yes, a, a private company can. Can can disclose or or you know talk about what you can and cannot talk about on their platform. However, when it comes to political stuff like that, then, then it becomes a little bit messier. So this kind of thing it, it's it's biting them in the ass. They're bleeding money. They're bleeding money at a, at an exponential rate.
1: Yeah, and people like say, oh, they're a private company. You know, the government can't do anything. Yeah, two words: Standard Oil yeah you yeah. much you know if it gets worse you'll have a a modern firsthand look at what the government will do
0: if they're lucky if they're lucky and they can avoid any kind of intervention from the government regarding you know censorship or anything else like that they'll be very lucky at their worst though this is gonna come back and bite them in the dick
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I say bite through in the dick because nobody wants to be bit in the dick. Well, I mean, some people do. Hey, mustard, what do you think? Oh, yeah, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get that and move on. Now we, by me, by, by by we, I mean DJ and I, the other day, spent about an hour and a half on a phone call yelling at each other about Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, everybody's favorite eldritch fucking author. <laughs> I used to be a giant Lovecraftian until I started experiencing other fans of Lovecraft. And let me tell you, nothing turns you off from a fandom than other fuck. Nothing turns you off faster in a fandom than other toxic fucking fans. And there are there's a long list of toxic fans and Lovecraftians are on that fucking list. I mean, am I, am I wrong here?
1: No, you're not wrong. No, no, definitely not. I mean, like I said, I, mean, I tell everyone, I mean, I am a Lovecraft fan. I mean, I love his works, and particularly, you know, his extended works, you know. I mean, his direct works, you know, well, hit yeah. or miss. But, but as far as the overall concept and all that stuff, like and what other people have done with the, you know with the base core, you know, I, I love the works. You know, and I'm curious. You know, and i always curious to you see know, how other people can take it because I love that open ended stuff where anybody can take this and like run with it. You know, to give your own take and a spin off. You know, it's really cool what people can come up with. But Lovecraft fans, particularly the really hardcore ones, it's like, damn, yeah. they. Every, he, he, like, everything's I,
0: fucking Lovecraft Everything ever written Came from Lovecraft according to them In fact we went uh, I went on a tirade And I'm not joking when I say a tirade DJ was trying to go eat And I was like you hang up this fucking phone I'm gonna hurt you You're hearing this out <laughs> It's you a are- true
1: story I, I really was hungry But he's <laughs> like no We're gonna clear this up right now I was like Are you going to eat my phone first or something?
0: Yes. (laughs) First your phone, then your fucking soul. I hated this bullshit. Somebody, people have, uh, I forgot what fucking article it was, but they were like, the Xenomorphs uh, from Ridley Scott's Alien are Lovecraft based. And I was like,
4: fucking bullshit.
2: No, there's no
1: way. No, no. (laughs)
0: But you should have seen the articles that me and DJ went through of these people dancing around and making leaps of logic that are Olympian in feet. It is fucking ridiculous how almost everything is Lovecraft, Even Corey Dawson, who does another show on the Magic Squirrel Network, was trying to tell me that uh, Evil Dead was Lovecraftian. Oh my me, goodness. Me. <laughs> the person who knows everything about the Evil Dead universe—he's trying to tell me that it's Lovecraftian. <laughs> n-
2: n- no. What? Well, th- what was his argument? Because now I'm gonna have to give him shit about this. The Necronomicon. It's the,
1: it, yeah, it, it's
2: it's the one aspect that's it's always the
1: Necronomicon because Lovecraft used the name. Well, th-
2: if, well. if if that's the case, then Friday the Thirteenth. Is Uh Lovecraftian? Well, keep going. Keep going. I mean, (laughs) right. I I need need this hate right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, I need this. I need this justification in my
2: fucking soul, okay? I mean, I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm just saying, like, that's a little bit of a stretch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just because somebody mentions a word... Or something in a book one time doesn't mean then that's it for every single movie or any form of entertainment that comes out after that.
0: Yeah, and I got bad news: the Necronomicon was not invented by Lovecraft. No, me me and Deej actually traced it back to like 16th century France or some bullshit. Mm. Like, like no, it wasn't Lovecraft. So, anyways. the
4: the the yeah.
1: idea,
0: the idea of the idea of these Lovecraftians and how they crawl out of the fucking woodwork whenever there's some kind of cool idea, the first thing they'll do is oh well you know Lovecraft wrote about that oh that's Lovecraft
1: we... <laughs> 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 we... yeah no I mean that's the thing like it was like a month ago when someone tried to argue me it was like oh yeah Stranger Things is you know that's Lovecraftian. Yeah. And uh, oh, I had to girl, argue like, "Fuck yourself!" Yeah, I was like, "No, it's not. This is this is like homage to Stephen King's work. This ain't Lovecraft." But
0: then, I mean, the, the, but then they'll move to the goalpost. Well, everything Stephen King did was based off Lovecraft.
1: Of <laughs> <laughs> Good impression, more accurate than you know.
0: I,
2: mm, I'm sorry. What were you saying, Paul? Uh, I was just saying that there might be a slight nod to Lovecraft in Stranger Things just because of the amount of, like, references that is actually in that show. But to say that the whole show is based off of Lovecraft is bullshit. No, but these people
0: will make these leaps in logic. Like, it... it it, it blew my fucking mind, and that's why I wouldn't let DJ out the phone. I was like, you're not going anywhere. I was like, I had forgot about this for years, and you brought this back to my doorstep. You are standing here until I
1: find confirmation that it is fucking bullshit. It doesn't think like, it. You know, I was just trying to do my job, but, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently <laughs> for doing my job. I get to sit through that. I mean, like I said, I mean, look for fans, interesting people, but I learned that you know it's just best to be just a Lovecraft fan alone, you know, just a,
0: from a very you know, big just a, distance
1: you know, like just enjoy the works in silence, you know particularly the extended universe yeah, but cause, this cause,
0: and that's another aspect of them if you say you enjoy the works in any capacity these motherfuckers will crawl in your ear and be like Hey, have you read his journal? Have you read all the things he wrote, like on that one napkin in the restroom? Have you have you read that? If you haven't, you're not a real fan. Am I am I wrong?
1: You're not I wrong. Just,
2: like I just don't understand why they're all obsessed with Cthulhu, and he's he's done so much more than just the Call of Cthulhu and stuff. But like, it seems like Cthulhu is like Lovecraft's number one.
1: Well, I have a theory about that. I think the reason why a lot of people flock to Cthulhu is, like, one, because he was, quote-unquote, you know, arguably the first of the ones who came up with this mythos. I mean, you know, the mythos named after him, even though he's, like, only just a part of it. But I think, and I read an argument like, like this, like, some time ago, it was that Cthulhu is the only, only one that seemed to have, like, a, a definite shape. You know, you know, it's like a lot of Lovecraft monsters, particularly in the mythos. They're usually like, like a blob of void and tentacles and eyeballs and teeth. You know, just or like, a
2: shadow or something it, like
1: that. Exactly, exactly, it's just some kind of like weird, undescribable, indescribable thing. But C- Cthulhu, there's a definite description to him. Yeah, you know. You know, body, you know, like head of an octopus, uh, wings of a dragon, and, you know, and stuff like that. But that, that's basically what it is. I think that's why, why people lock the flock to it, because, like, there's no just, like, no blob shape, you know, whatever. This is like, here's a shape. We can imagine it. We'll run with this.
0: But but the, the, the issue is, is that so, so often, so, so often, it's, he describes things as indescribable. Like, it's, right. it's, it's oh. Guys, like, in the mountains of madness, how often did he say the word indescribable?
1: Oh, boy. I don't know. How many slices of bread have you eaten? (laughs) 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 I mean, like I said, Pete, like I said, you know, for Lovecraft fans, watch this pocket. I am a Lovecraft fan, okay? I love Lovecraft, but... You know, and everyone who knows me, I will call out, I will call out the crap if it's there. And there's a reason why Lovecraft's works took off after he was dead. You know, that's you know, that's all I say. But but the reason we're talking about Lovecraft so much is because recently it was announced that a Lovecraft movie is coming.
0: Not just a movie. Say the whole thing.
1: A Lovecraft movie is coming. It's and a cinematic universe. 60, I, I'm not done yet. You said, said the whole thing. It wasn't right, done it's yet. It's fine, it's fine. Jeez. Shut up. <laughs> this thing's got me heated. <laughs> and if the movie is successful, a Lovecraft cinematic universe is will be created. That's right, Marvel. You open up the floodgates. Get ready. <laughs> So, basically, the, what movie are they doing? Are they doing Call of Cthulhu? Negative. Are they going to do the Dunwich Horror? Absolutely not. Are they even going to do the Shadows of Ismith? <laughs> Heck no. We are going with what, what, what I consider, like, like literally one of his weakest stories. And I'm freaking sorry. I mean, I don't care if you're a hardcore fan. You get up in my face about it. I'm sorry. This is literally one of his weakest stories. And that's saying something. Yeah. Is the, <laughs> the color of outer space.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever even read that one.
1: It's a reason why this is like literally one of those. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I said before I'm a fan, but this is this story is such is so dumb. I mean, I guess for back then, I guess it was something. I yeah. get it. You know, back then, you know, whatever. But this could never work nowadays. Look, OK. And like spoiler alert. So, like, skip ahead a little bit because I don't really care about the six-six week rule because this story's been out since like what the like like what the thirties, forties, maybe,
0: yeah, thirties, you know.
1: So, so so, yeah, like, so you know, so this book's been out so 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 decades. But spoiler alert, so you don't want to hear it, uh, uh, skip ahead a little. But the thing about the colors of outer space is that anyone who has even the most basic level of science knows what this thing is is basically living radiation that's what it is
0: semi-sentient radiation
1: that's it that's what that's honestly what it is (laughs) all you have to do is just look read the book read the symptoms and it's a color we can't honestly see It's, it's radiation
2: yeah i don't understand why they went with this book like i'm literally looking at an article that says it's like the top the 10 best lovecraft books for new readers and stuff yeah. and this this story is not no. in the top 10 at all like why not pick one of the top 10 books you know especially for new people if you're trying to get younger people into this whole lovecraft universe they're trying to make then why not pick one that is popular <laughs>
1: <laughs> Exa- you know, exactly. This is what blows my mind. It's like, out of all the stories you can start a possible cinematic universe, you literally pick this one. This one is like is so ridiculously dated that my grandmother's like laughing at it. Like, I mean, so <laughs> the thing is, is that, but I wouldn't watch this, not because I'm a Lovecraft fan. But I'm gonna watch it because the main character, the main actor who's playing the main character, and that's Nicolas Cage. I do like Nicolas Cage. We love like Nicolas yeah, Cage. You know, oh, right yeah, it. yeah sure. especially when he goes crazy. And honestly, him being in a Lovecraft cinematic universe, it's I think perfect. it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Right. That's the only reason why I watch this film. Not because of the story, because the story sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't care who you are, it's fucking garbage. But for I mean, Nicholas Cage and a Lovecraft movie, I am sold. I am there, even if it's one as shitty as the Color from Out of Space.
0: All right. So, uh, is Elijah Wood and Daniel are partnering with Color Out of Space director and writers Richard Stanley to create a cinematic universe based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, but that's about it. That's all we want to really want to get into. Let's take a look at this Let's take a look at the top ten best uh, Lovecraft stories. <laughs> I mean, like, no. In, in all honesty, like, they're 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 picking.
1: Wait, hold on. Let's actually see the trailer first. I haven't even watched the trailer yet.
0: Oh, right, you want to go? You want to do that? Then come back to this.
1: I, yeah, I want to see the trailer before we go to this. His actual famous books. I actually want to see this trailer.
0: All right, so we we're has been it. We're we're going back to the trailer park. So, kids, buckle up. This is going to be stupid. Look at this. No. Over those years in the big city, we finally got out. Pushed the kid.
4: Maybe it is a dream.
0: Oh my God! Did you see all the fucking companies involved?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot.
4: Then everything just blew up. Big flash, like a pink light. Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. It looks like a meteorite.
1: <laughs> 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 Emphasize that. It's Can
4: like it's study the study color study of space. Meteorites
2: of Germany, right? <laughs> <laughs> I they might as well just should've set the fucking title of the book and the era. damn. Did you plant those? No. Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh, God. oh look at who it is! What are you doing?
4: Shhh. It's talking to me.
2: i the oh, Was that Cooper from uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, that was him.
4: It's in the static. It's in the moisture. It's in here. Is out there.
2: Hey, Tommy. Right? And what's out there is in here. Tommy now. Chong. I mean, they've got a good.
1: Why are you so in denial? Good cast for this movie. Changes everything around it.
4: It's just the color. Can no. you believe me now? I don't know what I believe anymore. Yes. There it is! Oh. Yes. Oh. yes! Yeah! Yeah! yeah.
0: Color out of space.
2: Color out of space. Everything's going to be A-OK. <laughs> or not. I, I, <laughs> I, I will say up until the one scene in the trailer, Nicolas Cage's most sane role that he's played ever. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. All right, so let's we'll, see. Uh, ten, we'll top see. 10 best Lovecraft stories are Dagon, The Outsider, Dunwich Horror, Color Out of Space, The Lurking Fear, At The Mountains of Madness, oh Shadow God. Out of Time, Shadow Over Innsmouth, uh, The Whisperer in the Darkness, and The Call of Cthulhu. Where, where is uh, where is City in the Mist?
1: That was right.
2: better than yeah. all of these. Yeah, holy crap. That was better um, than all I mean, of these. And then Color Out of Space is Seven. Is ranked seven. So that's pretty low on the list. So, why? Like, that's what I don't get. Unless they're working their way up the list in the universe. Like, they want the Call of Cthulhu to be one of the last ones.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's it's, it's just this guy's personal list. Because I'm freaking sorry. The of Street should not even be on this list, period. No.
2: Well, yeah, I got. You want me to read my list that I found? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, number. I mean, this is one to ten. Yours was ten to one that you were reading it. Does that make sense? Okay, so first is Call of Cthulhu, then The Shadow Over Inn's Mouth, The Whisper in Darkness, The Dunwich Horror, which that's a good one. That's it. At the Mountains of Madness, Mm -hmm. The Dream Quest of Unknown Cadeth. The silver key, the shadow out of time, the mound, and imprisoned with the pharaohs. So that's like a completely different list. Oh, now name, this the is the nameless city. That's what it was. Yeah, but this is the my list is the ten best Lovecrafts for new readers. Where yours is just the
3: Top 10, ten best.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I am not in any way...
0: I, 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 Now that I'm looking at it, now that I've seen the trailer, I know why they did this one. It's very Evil Dead. It's very isolated yeah. location. Not a lot of production has to go into it. They can spend a lot of budget on the special effects of what makes the Oogie Boogie go bump in the night. Right. So a lot I, of
2: post-production. A lot of post. So, like
0: I get why they did this one. I just, I think they fucked. I think they fucked up. They they should have done, uh, they should have done the city. Um, mm. I I, th- I think that would have been so fucking cool. Like like just this yeah, the nameless city. I, th- if that's the one I'm thinking of, or if it's the city in the mist. Hold on, because a lot of his shit didn't get titled. It all got published in
2: compendiums, right. I mean, I'm honestly, I'll probably see it. I'll probably watch it when it comes out, <laughs> this just because Nicholas Cage and the cast of people that's in them. It's a good cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of good actors and stuff. And I'll probably watch it.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, the cast is the reason to watch it. And like I said, I mean, but but I hope if they this does expand to a universe, I hope. This story, this movie, becomes like standalone, and Nicolas Cage does another, another (laughs) call Cthulhu Mythos movie, a proper Cthulhu Mythos movie. Because I'm sorry, that guy's freakouts is, is too good. You can't just have one. Not with this guy.
2: (laughs) I mean, you think Star Wars fans are bad? Wait till the Call of Cthulhu movie comes out. (laughs) Oh my god! You you think the the people for the Sonic movie bitched about everything? Like. when Call of Cthulhu comes out, everybody's gonna be like, "It has to be perfect, or it's gonna people are gonna flip their shit."
1: You know, it's true. I mean, the reason why a lot of people don't know about the Call of Cthulhu fan base a lot of times was because they they haven't had that that mainstream mm yet. Something right, their, you know, their mainstream presence.
0: Yeah, they've if kind this of been movie a... does
1: well. Yeah, so like, yeah, I mean, if this movie does well, buckle up, Buckaroos, because oh, you've seen can... nothing yet.
0: I don't <laughs> want it. I don't
4: want it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Now. All right. So, like, yeah, I I get why they did this one first. I really do. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a bit of a thing, though. So, this one, I'm not sure if we should trend. I mean, because this is music and movies. So I'm not sure. No, yeah, we'll do it. This is this is definitely a bit of a yeah. mix. So. Let's let that move on. So, the Nostalgia Critic, a uh, famous YouTuber, on September 18th this year, put out a review of The Wall. Uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Or Pink Floyd The Wall. I don't know. The official title is Pink Floyd The Wall.
2: In it, he- Now, before before we get into this, can I just say, fuck you for making me watch this fucking 39, 40 minute long fucking video? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this like what the fuck am I watching right now? Like and like, I knew what it was, but yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now continue.
0: <laughs> no no no, that's that's totally fair because DJ made me watch it because I am one of a I'm one of the walls probably biggest fans. I'm even actually designing a tattoo right now that's going to be a half sleeve of the wall. That's how much of an impact it's had on my life.
2: When the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had the Pink Floyd's wall exhibit up there, like fucking 11 years ago or whenever the fuck it was, you know, I, I went, I drove all the way up to Cleveland and saw it and shit. Like, I'm for the wall, but I'm not for this nostalgic critic. I
0: don't know. Uh, yeah, we, it was we, weird. Me and Deej have had uh, various run-ins with his opinions before. Uh, like, the idea that he considers Andrew Garfield a better Spider-Man than uh, Tobey Maguire. He just considers those movies superior to the Sam Raimi ones when we wholeheartedly disagree. But we're not here for that. We're here to talk <laughs> about the wall. Now, uh, he... I, I, I guess I gotta preface this. To understand the wall to really understand the movie and the music you have to be fucked up oh you, yeah you have to have and understand
2: it's like going health. to a fish concert yeah you can't go to a fish concert sober it'd be terrible <laughs> <laughs> bad idea you're going to have a bad time
0: um you have to be fucked up you you have to have gone through some of what this man went through when writing the wall and all, all of that is void and not in the Nostalgia Critic's review at all. No, none of the understanding of the mental health uh, issues, none of the understanding that, yes, he did compare high school uh, to, the, to the trains going to Auschwitz. Yes, he did make those comparisons because of all the people he lost in his life because of the war. Uh, this was not in any way some kind of pretty... Uh, Music video, so on and so forth of depictions and stuff like that. No, this was a very, very ugly, very visceral look at not only mental health before we knew what mental health was, but the effects that loss and trauma and addiction can have on a person. I mean, Deej, jump in here.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's one of those albums that you know, a lot of people enjoyed without even understanding yeah, what was going on. But when you really really you know, dive into what this album was about, the movie, you know, the movie as well. It's it's literally one of those things of you don't get to even s- whisper this. Unless you know 100 percent the fuck know what you're talking about. It's literally one of those a lot of people like, "Oh, it's just an opinion, no, 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 no. This is like one of the cases like, "No, you shut the fuck up." Or I'll shut it for you <laughs> if you don't know shit about it. It's literally one of those works.
2: So, are we talking about Lovecraft still, or <laughs> I was literally hey, about to say,
1: hey, "Hey, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. The <laughs> movie's not out yet. The movie's not out yet."
2: No, I, cool. well, I was going to say,
0: like, we sound we sound like rabid fans, but the problem is, is that a lot of people don't understand the wall. Uh, they don't understand it. They say that, they, and just like the nostalgia critic, he came out and said, "Ah, oh, well, it's a visual works. It the, it deserves more of this, or it lacked in this." And I'm like, you don't fucking if you don't understand it, you don't get it, fine. Say that. Say that. Say, I don't get it. It wasn't for me. That is completely valid. That We can argue that. However, when you criticize the movie as lacking or overt, or you criticize the music as being to this or to that, that's when we take issue. That's when we have an issue.
2: Yeah, I just, yeah, I just was like, this dude was way too sober when he watched this. That's the only thing that kept going through my mind when he was like, it was just he was sober. He sat down sober, watched it, and didn't like it. Pretty much is yeah what I got from it, and that he did it completely wrong. Like, who would do? Who would? Yeah, like I said, fish. You don't do that shit sober. You don't do Pink Floyd sober. Like. You're wasting your time and everybody else's time.
0: Yeah, and then you know, like he he, he says that there's he he talked about the 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 sad songs uh, that that go in uh, to this uh, into the fucking record. Sorry, I'm trying to type at the same time, but the you know the idea that he's oh but they're just sad songs, they're just sad songs. It's just hold on, I got another sad song. I'm like, dude, no. Like, no. No, 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 no. These these lyrics, when you actually pay attention to some of these lyrics, I'm going to bring up uh, a couple here. Um, Let me see here. Don't leave me now. Now, everybody kind of rushes by this song because he's kind of wailing in the background and nobody really pays attention to what he's saying. But, Paul... Do me a favor,
2: read these lyrics. Ooh, babe, don't leave me now. Don't say it's the end of the road. Remember the flowers I sent? I need you, babe, to put through the shredder. In front of my friends, ooh, babe. Don't leave me now, how could you go? When you know how I need you. To beat to a pulp on a Saturday night, ooh, babe. How could you treat me this way? Running away, I need you, babe. Why are you running away, ooh, babe?
0: How fucked
2: is that?
1: Incredibly,
0: like I could tell. Like Paul's voice shifted when he got to the uh, beat to a pulp on a Saturday. He he's instantly became uncomfortable because that's what this fucking album is.
2: No, go ahead, say it, Paul yeah i mean you 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 think at first you feel sorry for him but then you really you know at that one line it's like you know she left him because he's a fucking kind of a piece of shit you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) like so so who do you feel bad in this song do you feel bad for the the girl who you know who left or for him because he lost his girl or whoever guy or whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying?
0: No, it's, and, and the thing is, is that you're not supposed to feel bad for anybody. You're just supposed to empathize and go, that's just fucked. Damn. In general. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, oh, no.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it's, let me, let me see here. Um, but see, I love, like, wordplay like that, like this subtle, like, one word or one sentence that just completely flips everything on its ass. Like, I like shit like that. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's, it's fucked. And it, the lyrical play that you're talking about is incredible. Now, um, he also criticizes the change that happens in the movie and in the album. When Pink loses himself to the addiction, to the hate, he becomes another person. And all the things that he was... Repressing because of his conservative bringing up was is suddenly out in the open, and it's and it's and it's horrible. Uh, Deej, go ahead and let's 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 take a look at another example that a lot of people don't pay attention to these lyrics. Deej, go ahead and read these. Yeah, i I'll, yeah, I'll for
1: Deej to shiver. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> here, here, here. <laughs> yeah. Are there any queers in the theater tonight? Get them up against the wall. There's one in the spotlight. He don't look right to me. Get him up against the wall. That one looks Jewish. And that one's a coon. Who let all this riffraff into the room? There's one smoking a joint. And another one with spots. If I had my way, I'd have you all shot. A poll by Pink Floyd. so i mean
2: but you figure they you know london back in like the 70s 80s at that time and how conservative like that's why the whole punk movement yeah kind of started and like how repressed everybody was i mean which it's kind of sad because you're kind of starting to see that shit pop back up over there right now and It's fucked up. Well, it's amazing
1: what happens when you keep people uh, down for so long.
0: Right. And and, one of the most iconic scenes in the movie is when, uh, and everybody knows it, it's when the hammers are marching and you hear that... And it's just, you hear them yelling in the background, but everybody pays attention... Everybody pays attention to the beat. Everybody pays attention to... Uh, the, 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 waiting and to the, to the visuals, nobody's really listening to the words. So here's the words for this. Uh, we're waiting to succeed in going to convene outside Brixton town hall where we're going to be waiting to cut out the deadwood, waiting to clean up the city, waiting to follow the worms, waiting to put on the black shirt and waiting to weed out the weaklings. Waiting to smash in their windows and kick in their doors. Waiting for the final solution to strengthen the strain. Waiting for the waiting to follow the worms. Waiting to turn on the showers and fire the ovens. Waiting for the queen for the queens and the coons and the reds and the jews. Waiting to follow the worms. Now that's all said through a loudspeaker. It's 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 disgusting to hear. But this is actually in Pink Floyd The Wall, folks. In case you're hearing this for the first fucking time. This is it. This is what this what this album is about. It's about mental illness and it's about conservative values and how they destroyed this man's life. Now, here's the funny part is that this part right here this part right here is crooned is crooned so fucking beautifully. And it, it, and because it's crooned so beautifully it, and it, it brings you back into the song with a sense of a bit of relief. But the rest of it, you're hearing, you don't hear the rest of it. You hear, would you like to see Britannia rule again, my friend? All you have to do is follow the worms. Would you like to send our colored cousins home again, my friend? All you need to do is follow the worms you see how you pay attention to the tone of my voice and how I'm doing it rather than what the fuck I'm saying.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the whole point right there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like that one, you know, verse or chorus or whatever that part is. Like that's the whole point. Like all these, you know, the Queens, the coons, like just follow the worm and we'll get rid of them. Do what you're told. Or you go, don't get no pudding. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> yeah, and like and it's it's fucked and it's fucked, right? Because this is everything that's been pushed into him. This is everything yeah. that's been taught to him by his conservative mother, his overbearing, overprotective mother. Which, which his teachers, we, his teachers. Like, which if we go back up here, because you know, a nostalgia critic also criticized his mother as a song. And I was like, dude, you done fucked up with the wrong one. Like, no, 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 no. His overbearing mother and everything else that comes down the pipe. And we get to see why he's making these connections. Why his mental illness is putting high school and education side and side with the Third Reich. So I, I I understand that if you want to just criticize the music as lackluster or whatever, fine. But you're you're fucking with people. You're you're fucking with an album that has touched a lot of people's lives, especially. I I, I, I it's touched my life deeply. What about you, Paul?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul just fucking outed. <laughs> He's like, nope, can't do it.
4: No. Oh my gosh! That timing <laughs> couldn't have been perfect. Uh, Oh welcome, man! Welcome back.
2: Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know what happened. I dropped out, and I was I had I was going on this big old long speech about it, and then I realized I'm not in the group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I literally said, "What do you think,
2: Paul?" Went, like he just left the call. Like, he just outed." That's a, yeah, that's what I think. alright <laughs> oh day,
0: uh, oh god. Uh, well, what do you I look? I'm not gonna.
2: I'm not gonna get back into the big long speech I was given when I fucking dropped that call. No, please I'm do. Just please say, do. Yeah. No. no please. Please say, do. Yeah. No. It was. It was a big part of my like high school coming up. You know, sitting around with my friends, listening to The Wall and Pink Floyd and stuff, and I, I like it. And I, I see why a lot of people, younger generations, I see why they don't get it, because I, this is definitely was music of that era. You know what I'm saying? Like, didn't The Wall come out in like '84 or something like that? Uh, or am I way off? Check that. I mean, yeah, I might be way off on 1979. that. 1979. 79, Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just always grew up, li- you know, my listening to Pink Floyd and The Wall, and I couldn't really tell you any other Pink Floyd albums or anything like that, to be honest to you. But. Yeah, well,
0: Dark Side of the Moon, Animals, you know that kind of thing. But we're not, right. we're not talking about those. We're talking about The Wall. So, I mean, like, right, so right. It, it did have I'm an saying. impact. Like,
2: yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: What about you? now? Man? I'm gonna leave
2: the call again.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, day. I- I'm sorry. I'm still trying to breathe here. Okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall" was the uh, like, well, it was one of the reasons why I decided to uh, pursue a uh. A psych major, right? Uh, yeah, I mean that album. You know, because I mean, I heard that uh, album as a kid. You know, my babysitter would play that a lot, and I just thought it was like, you know, a nice, gro- you know, groovy, you know, music. I mean, as a kid, you know, a lot of times you don't pay attention to the lyrics. I mean, you don't understand, but I did like it. You know, for the, uh, the melodies and the songs, but uh, it wasn't until I got into high school that I actually listened to it. You know, like, you know, uh, seriously, and I was like, oh, you know, because like, I had because I saw it like at Walmart, you know, like, you know, had like a re release and I bought it. I was like, oh, I remember this. So I was like, you know, I bought it and I was listening to it. Like, the first time I was like, you know, like, I remember myself as a kid again. And then as I like, continued just like, watch, you know, like listening to it, like, you know, listening to it over and over, I started, then I started actually paying attention. Mm. And uh, it made me realize, holy shit, this is some fucked up shit. Yeah. And, I don't, I don't know what it was but it actually made me start thinking of uh mental illness and personalities and when I was old enough I actually it was actually one of the reasons I went into uh, uh became became a psych major in college because of this album. It was god I mean what can I say you know this album really it really made me to to uh try to understand I me mean, not just with psychology but history right you know, as well because like you know when you think of like you know you know wait, like especially back then it's like you know, we think of you know war you know freedom you know and like nazis you know evil and oppression but we never think about the everyday man you mm-hmm. know like the average citizen how did this affect their lives and pink floyd's the wall was surprisingly was a, a really good window into what a lot of just regular people who went through this era went uh, went through.
2: Right. It's literally, they talk about the shit that literally caused the whole punk movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, all this repression and shit. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and that comes up in actually the song uh, Young Lust. Uh, when uh, when Gilmore and uh, Roger, uh, when uh, Gilmore and Waters were new in the London scene, and they were, uh, you know, being uh, these rock stars, they were suddenly being lauded and, and and you know gilded, and this is and they started helping with this punk movement, this this kind of fuck you to authority, which uh, which Roger Waters was, we we now know from the album, has been kind of you know neck deep in for years. Oh yeah. So like this 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 song "Young Lust," uh, you know, where he talks about uh, he's married at this point, but he talks about getting a, a side piece when he's on tour. He needs a, uh, you know, he needs a, he needs a dirty woman. And then what's really what's really fucked is at the end of this, uh, at the end of this song, we hear a tape roll, and uh, it's him calling England. And there's somebody there with his wife,
2: right? He flips it like he kind of did in that other song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's looking. It's not like he's just looking at one perspective in his songs. His songs are three dimensional, very much so, you yeah. Know? And yeah, at the end, he finds out there's a dude at his wife's house while he's on tour, <laughs> and he's trying to get the, his own hookup. Well, so is his wife, like.
0: So I mean, like, and like I said, like, we, 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 me and Deej love the nostalgia critic. We do because he sometimes he has some really hilarious takes on stuff, but every now and again, he hits a wall, and just
2: literally he, Pink Floyd.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even make the connection. <laughs> oh, I'm a moron. This is why I don't do improv (laughs) The the joke was literally right there Looking at me in the face And I was just like move the fuck aside kid (laughs) I got you though
2: I got you Thank
0: you sir thank you sir Uh, But yeah every now and again he does hit a wall And he does just fuck his opinion up because uh, objectively, the wall is a masterpiece. It really is. And, I agree. Uh, Deej, D- D- what about you?
1: Oh, no doubt. So, that, ob- there's, there's no debate about it.
0: Yeah, Objectively, musically, lyrically, substance-wise, the wall is a masterpiece.
2: See, this is why we need mustard here. To be the one guy who's like, it's straight garbage. You guys, let's play that one part in that song where it's like, that's garbage. Just one, one, four, one, four. I don't know right why you saying. guys are a bunch of queers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Pink Floyd. He owes it all to the Beatles, guys.
1: It's all, all the Beatles. <laughs> the <laughs> Beatles did <laughs> it be before everybody, guys. Pink Floyd is nothing but a rip off of the Beatles. Ah. <laughs>
2: uh-
4: Fucking asshole! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so Nostalgia Critic Doug, if you want to talk this out with a couple of people, and here's the thing: Doug is not a musician, at least not to, not to my knowledge. Uh, we have three musicians in this call right now, and we all agree that the wall is a masterpiece, and so is the fucking movie. Right. So, Doug, you want to come at us? Come at us.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean there's a reason. I mean, you you uh YouTube, you freaking type in Pink Floyd's review, uh review reactions, you know, of nostalgic reaction, dude. There are scores of videos just pretty much ripping in this review. Yeah. Well, and, he's got
2: forty five thousand thumbs down on YouTube and only like seventeen or yeah, eighteen thousand thumbs up. I mean, come on. Yeah, this, yeah this I mean, and, and
1: that ending when uh, the the guy from Slipknot saying, what are you doing? It's a review.
2: Corey Taylor,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, Corey Taylor's like, a review. And then, like, Doug just tries to sum it up. Oh, is this okay. A little pretentious, but, you know, whatever. I was like, wow, Doug. Wow. this <laughs> guy right here. You're like, Yo, you know, you
2: Yeah, I agree with this. This is the, this guy, Mac. Is his name Mac? Yeah. Wait, bring this it up. The, I
1: can't. It's too small for me.
2: It's a little blurry. But it says, This is the single worst experience I've had in my entire life. And I've been stabbed twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right there with Mac, though. I watched this and I instantly was like, Fuck you. <laughs> Why'd you make me watch this for this fucking podcast? <laughs> I almost called it sick just because of it. <laughs>
0: this is like if a suburban white mom reviewed straight out of Compton.
2: Yeah. Ooh. For sure. This Ooh. guy like <sighs> Ooh, look at yeah. that. Look at that one. Ooh. What, I can't even pronounce that guy's name, so I'm not even gonna try. How can I ever how was I ever a fan of you? Jesus Christ. I'm ashamed of younger me.
0: Uh his name, by the <laughs> way, is spelt backwards.
2: Oh, I see that. And it yeah. It's actually spelt backwards, is, but it's like teleps. <laughs> you,
0: you want to try that
2: one again? Teleps. go. I think that's pretty good. I think I nailed it. Yeah,
1: something
0: like that. God, look at this.
1: There's a lot
2: of negative reviews, and yeah, I'm right there with everybody. On this, it was hard to get through all 40 minutes of this guy just not knowing what he was talking about.
1: <laughs> I made a second account just to dislike this again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: maybe maybe i'll get on there later with the pointless discussion uh youtube account and leave them a nice little message but then that would be giving him a comment or you know yeah. i don't want to do that
1: well everyone know. else has already done it right and not just on this i'll tell you, oh, about, you know, look at some of these videos of his uh of the, about this crap movie people say dude they tear into it
2: tgx game reviews Say what you will about this video. It did at least one thing. It united the entire internet against it. Yeah.
1: World peace in our time, gentlemen.
2: Ooh, man. There's a ton of real negative reviews.
0: Uh, that's and that's and like I said, like if you don't understand it, if you don't get it, if it's just not you, I get that. Say that but for you to come at it with criticism and not understand not only not the material not the subjects not even the, the music the music uh there's there's issues with that this this the was,
2: lyrics like it, the, it, uh, the time that this was made like everything goes into the account of it
1: and uh, and, and seriously like and after all this don't say it's a tribute
0: I don't think I don't think he I don't think he meant his I think he meant the the guy who made uh, the album the the music to it.
1: Uh, I, I all right, uh, okay, we can go with that. Either way,
0: fuck him too for being involved in this. Uh, Taylor Swift hits back at Big Machine after the label denied her claim she is blocked from performing old songs. Um, what? Oh, I remember this. Uh, essentially, um, she came out and claimed that she was being sued by her her, her original record company for performing her songs. Uh, there is no evidence of any lawsuit or any strikes against her. So she said, yes, you are. You're blocking me from singing my songs. They said, no, we're not. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're not. Like, like, How the fuck can we?
1: <laughs> right. Uh when you sing your songs we make money.
0: yeah Why would we block that. Yeah. Uh so I mean
2: like this is uh. I wonder now I wonder like cuz you know like if if her old songs were under an old record label or whatever it is um I would imagine they would have to pay some sort of royalties to the record company when they perform the songs. I don't know how that all works, but maybe that's what she's talking about. Like she doesn't want to pay the royalties for her own songs. And they're like, well, you, if you sing them, you have to pay them. And so I don't know.
0: Uh, I, I, I noticed that once she left, it was a whole, uh, yeah. Yeah. The label maintains the lift contractually those millions of dollars and multiple assets to the company. Um, yeah
2: like that's so that's what she's talking about. She's like I have to pay you millions of dollars to sing my old songs. It's bullshit. They're my songs. But apparently big machines like fuck you. <laughs> we hold that paperwork, bitch.
0: Well, I mean this and here's here's where it gets messy. Unpaid royalties is different than uh all the licensing and everything else. Uh, when it when it comes to when it comes to assets and everything else like that, you owe the company that it doesn't matter if they're trying to pay you royalties or they owe you royalties, you still owe money. It, this isn't right. this isn't uh, you all. You can take that out of this check. No, it's two different sides of the business. And we already have confirmation from another record label that Swift is kind of bad <coughs> with paying people back. Mm-hmm. And. Hmm. Uh, no yeah like that's that's why she left her first label because they were like we're not making money off her like she uh yeah there's this he had paid 300 million uh to get former record label like um it's just like one of those things it's like uh no she's she's um she's not very good with this and honestly this is a whole fucking mess legally though Uh, if she's contractually obligated to pay them or they're contractually obligated to pay her, I don't see what the fucking issue is. Technically, however, on a legal stance, they cannot stop her in any way from performing or licensing herself. So this all just comes down to bullshit. No,
2: it's just if she sings those songs, then she has to pay the company for it. I mean, that's pretty much what it is, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I read on Twitter, it's like, you know, you knew what you were getting into when you signed the contract. If you did it, you're an idiot. That's why you read. Reading comprehension skills. We learned this in grade school. Yeah. So
0: um, what's really funny is that uh, a, a, lo- a local band in Ohio reached out to Paul because they knew he had a, pon- a podcast uh, to have some of their music uh, critiqued, I guess. Cr- critique would be
2: the best way to say it or shared. I guess just shared. They just want to get their the, their message out, I guess, is the best way to say it. Uh,
0: so, Paul, Paul, however, has two podcasts. Uh, one of them is Pointless Discussions. It's an improv podcast. Check it out. It's actually really fucking funny. I play along every week when he does it, and I text him at, like, 3 in the morning, and I bother yeah, him. Yeah,
2: uh- I... Yeah, and you guys are. We've got something set up for the whole VT network for the new season that's getting ready to start. So. Oh, God. We're excited. Right. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> but, um,
0: where the fuck was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So he he has another podcast, Jean Claude, or Van Damme, Jean Claude. None of these discuss music. None of these discuss really uh, entertainment in any way. And he, he knew he was going to be. On our show so he emailed me some of the tracks so uh this is the dixon boys from ohio yeah. we're gonna listen to a couple of their tracks and uh just just get a little opinion uh which one do you want to listen to here paul
2: uh i always like grandma's house which uh, off the top of my head i'm not if you if you guys talk a little bit i'll find out what number track that is
0: so uh yeah, so uh Pointless Discussions owner of the network is coming down to us lowly employees and members of the network <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> Don't you feel honored,
2: Deach? Oh. You should. Yeah.
0: And Wester, what do you I'll say? Anything, Nobody uh, gives a fuck.
2: You
1: know, right, I'll say anything to keep my job. <laughs>
4: right? To
0: keep our position <laughs> in the network, we will go the distance. <laughs>
2: Report. All right uh n- track 14. Let's listen to track 14. Track 14 it is. Yeah. This is probably my favorite one out of oh, all of them. Well, second favorite.
0: Now we're just waiting for uh for some reason I it's my fucking Oh my god. This is way <laughs> <laughs>
2: Here, I uh, I actually sent you that one in another email. and my like, I actually sent it in the email. If you want to use that one, uh, uh it's the I lied part one. Okay, here we go. I sent uh, I sent Dead Men so many um uh, tracks. There all we go. Oh, right, here, can you pause it real fast? Now, uh, to give a little background to these guys before, all these songs are, like, musically, lyrically, everything are improvised on spot. So that's why the recording quality isn't the best, because it was literally, like, somebody in the crowd had, like, a handheld recorder-type thing and recorded it. So, yeah. So the, that's all. And
0: this is why they came to you, then, because you're an improv comedian.
2: Right, right, yes, yes. So, I totally dig it. And, yeah, I think that's all that really needs to be said before you listen to this amazing trip to Grandma's house. All right, let's check this out. (laughs) Now
0: I'm really curious. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I went to my grandma's. My mom had gone out of town for work She knew she couldn't find a babysitter So I went to my grandma's
2: <laughs> Oh, it gets good Just, It's just the build-up
4: has this
0: like Dennis Leary asshole vibe. Oh
4: yeah. Yeah, headbut the grandma One, two, three,
1: go! Oh damn. (laughs)
2: <laughs> now uh the dixon boys are a uh, christian rock band just so everybody knows
0: <laughs> are you thinking about getting his dick sucked by his grandma i love these cats deej, deej are you still with us
1: i think he left yes i am still here
2: Right, now, so, if oh, really no. want to get into uh, one of their uh, Christian rock songs. Definitely play track four for your DJ. I think he'll really love that one.
0: This is God and Jesus double penetrated me.
4: So, uh, I don't really care my birthday party that invited except for Jesus. I don't know if it's just cause he's mad at me because I didn't work uh, on it. That
0: Thursday guy's not and, uh, sober. He
4: sent me a bullet. Oh no, not at all. Everybody. He said that he was kind of teo at you about the lack of a reach around the next time. Last time you guys were performing. I knew you were drunk. Don't even start. I knew you were drunk. She just turned water into wine, and I thought that was grape juice. I got wasted. I woke up the next day with this huge tilto in my ass, a sperm-filled condom oh. on my tildo, and my mom so pissed at me, she wouldn't talk to me the next day. But see, you know what? You've got to look at the bright side of that at least you're still alive. And you have still have God and everybody else in your life, they're still alive too. And until they die, everything will be good. And when they die, everything will done. Let's not think about that. Talk about your birthday. i <laughs> I can take that recording
0: man. Uh, I'm going yeah. to listen to more of my own time But that recording makes my Makes my soul hurt
2: <laughs> Oh yeah yeah. Like I said like It was literally somebody was holding up A tape recorder Because oh, that, that was the only way you could ever Catch these guys like Their music at all uh, Deej yeah. do you have an opinion on all that? What opinion? I bowed out are you
1: are you serious? You just took off yes. the headphones? Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> Why?
2: It's understandable.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: <laughs> no, damn, Dad.
1: Why? Why did you take off the headphones? You're an intelligent de- person, dead man. I'm pretty sure you can figure oh, it out. Oh,
0: come on, really? <laughs> if, it's Look, for, if, I... if it's for the reason I'm thinking, I'm going to hurt you.
2: Hurt me? I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to that. <laughs> he's entitled to to his you know opinions one, on things.
1: I, I mean, the first one I greatly enjoyed, but when it get to that, nope, sorry.
2: That's understandable. I've been to a couple of these guys' shows and uh, other bands performing. Wanted to fight them. Uh, people in the crowd uh, tried fighting them. It 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 was bad. It turned real bad fast. I would have bought these fuckers a
0: drink. Uh, If you can't laugh at yourself, you know, you you can't laugh. (laughs) Anyways, uh, well, welcome back, Deej. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about the merch except for Paul, because Paul already
1: knows. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) boys and girls, my name is DJ. And I'm here to tell you about my merchandise. That's right, my merchandise. Because I'm the only one on this damn podcast. You're probably wondering why I'm not doing a goofy commercial about this merchandise. It's because my boss is here. And he has a gun (laughs) to my head. I must make sure to be absolutely 100% ethical when I present this merchandise from now on. Stick to the script. Yes, sir. Can I uh can I have cat food now? When you're done. Yes, sir. Videotainment network. We have pants, socks, hoodies. Oh god, I can't do this anymore! We got it all, ladies and gentlemen! We got socks, we got phones, we got stickers, my oh, god, we have stickers, please I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just tell him the website. Deeds, we'll let you go.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, the website. Yeah, yeah. You will, really, will really let me go, right? Isn't like one of those, you know? I, 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 say this, and you, you, you kill me later, right? You, you let, me, you let me go. No, no, I,
2: no. We're, we're gonna let you go. You don't get to leave the room, but we'll let you go. We'll, 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 we'll at least what, take what? the clothes
0: pins off your balls.
1: I can work with that. <laughs> Tell them about the website. <laughs> the website, www.teespreak.com forward slash shop forward slash VT network.
2: <laughs> no,
1: come, yeah, come, come on, guys. You know <laughs> This is not as comfortable as those Satan-Mesokific people say.
2: Yeah, we lied. Yeah,
0: totally lied. All right, well, you, you, un- you untie him. I'll tell everybody about the social media. So, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, you want to tell us how we suck, how we're good, or oh,
1: circulation
0: or somewhere in between hit us up at vt network 2 it's on twitter and facebook and vt network 84 at gmail.com just in case you want to you know get a little personal uh whisper in our ear if you want to send us an audio of your terrible band singing about getting dp'd by deities <laughs> we're for it
2: um Oh, cartilage. Yeah, I want to thank you guys because I got a real big paycheck for you guys playing those couple songs. So I want to say thanks to the VT Network for, you know, making me money. We provide. Well, so yeah, well, uh, also Can check we have out- some of that money? Oh, no, no, definitely not. No. <laughs> also, check out Colonel Mustard's <laughs> stream.
0: Uh, when he stops being an asshole and driving across Texas, it's Mixer.com forward slash Colonel Mustard. First L is an I. And, uh, Paul, please tell everybody about your show and what you do.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm the host of Pointless Discussions with my buddy Mark Reynolds and my brother Josh Royer. It's a weekly improvised comedy podcast. Right now we are wrapping up. Uh, season three is an improv narrative called Pointless Redemption. It was each week we kind of do like a 15 to a half hour little improv skit and we compile them at the end to make a long form improv story and we're f- wrapping that up and we're getting ready to start season four here in about a week or two a couple weeks so yeah uh find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, podcast pointless discussions and listen to van damme it's Jean claude it's a jean claude van damme monthly well it used to be monthly. Now I kind of just do it whenever I get a chance because I've been so busy. But uh, Dead Man was on the last episode that was released. It was knockoff, and that was an awesome, a really awesome episode. One of my best ones. So definitely check that out. Van Dam's Jean Claude, Pointless Discussions. Just go to magic squirrel com. You can find all the shows on there. Yeah, you learned a lot yeah. about that episode, didn't you? I did, yeah. I've used that knowledge, and actually, I think one of my improv skits.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the scares from the script.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I told him that, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Because uh, yeah, I had my buddy Todd on, and he's another huge Sean Claude Van Dam f- friend and or fan, I should say. And uh, he uh, he never heard of that movie, so I was excited to tell him about that.
0: I love that movie so much, but anyways, I I believe that's everything now that, uh, that sounds you just heard was DJ's cups coming off. He's got circulation back in his hands. Everybody can relax. Don't worry.
1: Ah, to no longer be purple. Uh,
2: (laughs) here's your cat food.
1: Oh, good. Wait, no
2: milk? No, you don't get milk. You're, you're
0: lactose intolerant as it is.
2: Anyways, that's
0: it, folks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again to Paul Schroyer for not only sponsoring us, putting on this network, for but for actually being on the show. Thank you to Juice in the Morning for being our personal playgirl. Those nudes, baby, are still fired. Love you. Thank you to BJ Robbins for giving us uh, <laughs> feedback every week, personal friend of mine, good friend of the show. And thank you all for listening, and fuck you, mustard. Say goodnight, DJ.
1: Good
4: night,
1: DJ. Hello, everyone. My name is Laura.
3: And I'm Josh.
1: And we are the hosts of the My True Crime Obsession podcast, the newest addition to the Magic Magic Squirrel Squirrel Network. Network. So if you guys like true crime as much as we do, then make sure you tune in every Tuesday to hear what crazy story we've dug up next.
3: Also, make sure you go over to Facebook, give us a thumbs up, Follow us for all the latest details. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean.
2: We'll see see you you there. there.